0: Hey, thanks for joining us here at the Vineyard Church Podcast. For more video messages and content, make sure to visit our website, VineyardWheeling.com, or download our app. There's a lot of great resources there that are free and will help you grow closer to God and help you connect with the church. Right now, let's go to our lead pastor Chris Figaretti for this week's message. Well, hello and welcome to the 714 Project. I am so fired up about this sermon series. Today we kick off a five-week sermon series that I believe is going to change everything. There is so much power in this sermon series and what God has given us to go through over the next five weeks that I believe it's going to change your life, I believe it's going to change our church, and I believe it's going to change our world. I'm excited about it. But the way that I've gotten to this place, the way we've gotten to this series, I want to share a little bit of the story. You know, there's a lot going on in our world right now. There's, I mean, an overwhelming amount of heavy things going on in our world right now. And as we were, as I was preparing for this sermon series, we plan our sermon series a whole year in advance. And we had a sermon series planned for this time to kick off today. But weeks ago, I felt like God was telling me, no, you're not going to preach that sermon series. We're going in a different direction. And, uh, and you're, we were supposed to speak to a lot of what's going on in the world today. The problem is, is there's so much going on and so much of it is so big and beyond us and beyond me. Uh, what do you say to all of that? And my heart grew heavy because, Lord, what do you want, what do you want me to say? What, the, the weight and the implications of what we say are so, so big and so, so heavy. I mean, you think about think about all that's going on in our world. We've got COVID, right? COVID. Uh, I mean, we've locked down our society, and now we're kind of sorta of open, but it's there's so much unknown. Um, we've got uh, we don't know whether there's going to be a, a cure anytime soon. We don't know if we're going to be opening up, right? You know, I heard the other day someone was calling for another six week shutdown. Oh my goodness. Can our country even survive that? There's a lot going on there. And then the economic devastation of all of that. I was reading just last week that 55% of the restaurants that have closed in, during COVID will never reopen again. And that's just right now. That number could go up. Uh, I was also reading that, a t- that we've seen a 10% drop in the value of our money in 90 days. In other words, if you had $100 in the bank It is worth $90 today. You can buy $90 worth of of stuff today with that $100. 90 days ago, you could have bought all $100 worth. It's crazy, unprecedented in our country. Uh, You know, we also are, are facing divisions in our country, political divisions racial divisions. I mean, the racial divide is unlike anything I've seen in my lifetime. I mean, I read about the 60s and, and the, the Jim Crow era and, and all of that, but man, it seemed like so much of that was behind us until just recently. And now we're back into, into just a, a hate like I've never seen before and a divide like I've never seen before, that we have political hate and divide like I've never seen. Before that, we have people who can't even see how the other side could ever come to the, the perspective that they have. It almost seems like it's an unbridgeable divide. What do you say to that? We have a, I don't know if you're aware of this or not, you probably are. We are headed into an election season, and maybe one of the most contentious, hate filled election seasons we've ever seen. It's overwhelming. We've got a full-blown revolution going on in the streets of America. People burning down buildings, trying to burn down courthouses. Look at what's going on in Portland and, and some of the greatest cities in our nation are under siege. We, we look at our educational system. I was, again, just reading the other day, where um, even in, in Ohio County, we're bringing in books to read that teach critical race theory, which is basically the opposite of what Dr. Martin Luther King's dream was. Dr. Martin Luther King, his dream was that we would live in a nation where we weren't judging each other by the color of our skin, but by the context of, context of our character and the content of our character. Critical race theory says, no, 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 no. Character doesn't matter. It's all about what race you are. It's, it's based in cultural Marxism and it's evil. And we're reading those books, even here in Ohio County, and we're, we're reading those books and, and, and teaching this theory across the country. Boy, what do you say to that? It's all based in atheism and hatred for religion and God. And then you got the freedom of speech issue. I mean, we've got big tech the google the facebooks the instagrams pulling down content that doesn't line up with what they think should be be shared i've never seen this in the history of our country freedom of speech is something our nation has been built on Uh, and then if it's not that then you've got people shutting down free speech a mob on social media shutting down free speech just a few weeks ago, a friend of mine who owns a, a business locally, this is a, this is a friend of mine, one of his employees, and not even a higher up, just a kind of a, somebody who works at the, at the ground floor, posted something online that the mob didn't like and they came after within minutes from around the country and around the world came after her on social media. They found out who she worked for and they went after my friend's business and they went after my friend personally, calling him a racist and uh, saying all kinds of horrible things about him and about his business, threatening to shut down his business. Even somebody from the state, a state agency uh, not, a, not a government agency, but a state organiz- a statewide organization called to make sure that she had lost her job. Free speech is, is gone. I mean, guys, I don't know about you, but this is overwhelming to me. Our crime rates are going up, and some major cities have gone up 200%. The addiction rate is out of control. I was just talking to my friend Susan the other day. There are There have been over 40 homeless people who have owed deeds since COVID started in wheeling. And there is so much corruption in our political realm. So, you can understand why I would have a heavy heart. What do you say to all that? I mean, all these problems are bigger than me, they're bigger than you. I'm just a guy in Wheeling, West Virginia with chickens. What, do you, what, do, what can I do? What can I say that can make any difference in all of that? And I wrestled with this with God and in prayer for a long, long time. Well, weeks and weeks and weeks ago, my friend Mike Camden, our campus pastor, um, he's always looking for, for small group content, and he found a book called Draw the Circle, and it's a 40-day it's a devotional uh, dealing with the topic of prayer. And he asked me and Christy if we would want to come along and do it with he and his wife. And so we did. Uh, and uh, as I'm wrestling through this, I'm doing this prayer journal and prayer, uh, or prayer devotional in the process. And one morning, it just hit me like a ton of bricks it was like God was speaking into my heart directly. He said, "He said, lead my people to prayer and fasting and repentance. That that's what you can do. We can talk about all those issues. I can bring up all those issues and that's just part of what's going on in our world right now. It's overwhelming. But the most powerful thing that we can do as the people of God is to pray and to repent and to fast. And that's what we're supposed to talk about. And that's what we're going to talk about for the next five weeks. Now, the way we came up with the 714 project is from 2 Chronicles 714. 2 Chronicles 714 will be a familiar passage to many of you. It certainly is. To me. I'm very familiar with this. I've got people who come to me at least four or five times a year and say, we need to do a prayer initiative. You know, 2 Chronicles seven fourteen. And this is how it reads. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and I will heal their land. Now, guys, if we did a prayer initiative, every time somebody came to me and said, this is what we need to do, we would constantly be in a prayer initiative. We wouldn't be talking about anything else. Guys, this time is different for me. I try to listen to what God is saying, and I'm telling you this is what God wants us to do right now. And if ever there were a time that our land needed to be healed, it's right now. I was talking to my uncle the other day, and he said, hey, did you read uh, 2 Chronicles 7, 13, the verse before? It's very applicable to the days that we live in. And yes, yes, I have, uh, but I wanna read it to you. And it says this, when I shut up the heavens so that there is no rain, in other words, the supply chain is interrupted. Guys, we're dealing with that right now. Or command a locust to devour the land and there are locusts devouring the Middle East and, and Africa right now. It's, it's a plague going on there. Or I send a plague among my people. COVID-19, anyone? When those things happen, he says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and I will heal their land. Guys, there's more going on than we can deal with. There's more going on than any one of us can fix by ourselves, but we have something even more powerful that we can do. We can call on the God of heaven, and he is inviting us to do just that right now. You know, prayer, as Mark Batterson says in the the Draw the Circle devotional, he says, prayer is the difference between what you can do and what God can do. And right now we need to see what God can do and we need to ask him to do it. So I have three goals for this series. Three big, hairy, audacious goals. The first one is that, that God will heal our land. That God will heal our land and deal with every one of these issues that I just talked about. The second is this, that God will lead our church. That God will lead our church. Guys, we live at a crux point, a pivot point in history. And it's uh, every, if you look back through history, there are these crux points. One of them was the printing press. It changed everything. It changed society. It changed, it ushered in the Enlightenment. The world changed with the invention of the printing press. We are at another crux point with the technology that we have. It's changing our culture. It's changing the way people interact. It's changing how we get our information. And the world was gonna look very different in just a few years than it does right now. I promise you that. Now the church will always be, it has been for 2000 years, and it will stand and prevail until Jesus comes back. But guys, we need wisdom to be in the right place at the right time. Let me say that again. We need God to lead us to be in the right place at the right time as we go through this transition. You know, hundred or so years ago, people were riding around in, in, in uh, buggies with horses. And, uh, and somebody invented the automobile. And we went through a transition from a horse and buggy transportation system to an automobile transportation system. And the businesses that made it through to the other side were the ones who adapted, were the ones who knew what was coming and how to position themselves into the future. And they were either really smart or they were lucky or they were led. Guys, I can tell you, I talk to church leaders all over the country. Nobody knows, nobody's smart enough to know where to be going into the future. We're trying, we're trying new things, we're, we're, we're finding what works and what doesn't, but we need to be led because I would rather be led by God than lucky any day. And being in the right place at the right time will make all the difference for the future of the church and the future of our church. So we're gonna pray that God will heal our land and we're gonna pray that God will lead our church through this transition, this cultural, um, uh, global transition that we're in the midst of And the third thing is that we're gonna pray that God will transform your life. I really believe that if you spend 40 days doing what I'm going to invite you to do, layering in these habits that we're going to engage in for the next 40 days, it will transform your relationship with God, it will transform your inner world, your peace level, and it will transform your life. Those are the three goals. We're calling it the 714 Project, and it is a 40-day prayer journey or a 40-day prayer challenge, and I'm going to challenge you over the next 40 days to do some very specific things, and you can do this. Now, there's nothing magical about 40 days, but 40 days is very biblical. Jesus spent 40 days in the desert fasting before he started his public ministry. Moses was on Mount Sinai for 40 days with God getting the Ten Commandments. When Moses interceded for the people of Israel, it was for 40 days. Goliath taunted Saul's army for 40 days before David showed up and kicked that giant's butt. Elijah fled from Jezebel for 40 days and God met him there in the end and then there was 40 days between the resurrection of Jesus and the ascension of Jesus into heaven and we see this 40 day thing show up over and over and over again and there is something very significant about the number 40 in the Bible. Now here's what I wanna ask you to do for the next 40 days. Pray two times a day at 714, 714 Project, get it? In fact, I wanna ask you right now, take out your phone, And set your alarm for 7.14 a.m. and 7.14 p.m. We're going to pray twice a day at 7.14. And I'm going to ask you to do something that might be very uncomfortable for you at first. But I think you will grow to love it. And that is this. I want to ask you to pray on your knees. Why on your knees? Because when we get down on our knees before God, it is an act of humility. Again, Second Chronicles 714, if my people who are called by my my name will humble themselves and pray. Getting on our knees is a physical expression of an inward proclamation that we are humbling ourselves before God. Forty days, 714, twice a day, on your knees. And I'm going to ask you to do this. Find a prayer partner. You can have several prayer partners if you want. You can do this over the phone. Um, it could be your spouse or whatever. Get on your knees. but Contact these prayer partners. Get this organized today. And one of those times, either 714 in the morning or 714 in the evening, I want you to pray with your prayer partner this habit of praying with somebody else is powerful. The habit of praying twice a day is powerful. The habit of getting on your knees is powerful. When we start to layer these things in, guys, it's going to begin to change things inside of you. Now, we're also going to read the book, Draw the Circle, the book that I have been reading, uh, this devotional, Draw the Circle. We're gonna read one devotional reading each and every day. And we're got, we have a free book for you. You want to get it today, so you can get started. And we also have a journal that goes along with that. Now, the uh, uh, I got, came up with this idea, and uh, jotted all these things down. And like, how are we going to get the books? That's a lot of money. Uh, and the next day, somebody. Said, "Look, I want to write a check for twenty-five thousand dollars to make sure that everybody who needs one gets a book." Guys, we have a thousand books and a thousand journals. So between you and your prayer partner, whoever whoever they are, we hope to have a thousand people participating in this and reading this journal or reading this the devotional every day and writing in the journal every day. And I'm telling you, doing a daily devotional and writing what God is showing you and writing your prayers out in a journal. Again, another layer of habits that will be transformational for you personally. And then the last thing I'm going to ask you to do may seem extreme, but it is very biblical and very powerful. And that's this, fast from something. Fasting is a form of humility, absolutely. And fasting is powerful. What is fasting, you ask? Fasting is very simply this. It's giving up something you normally consume. Giving up something you normally consume. So, um, and what we do with that is when we desire that thing, when we crave that thing, when we miss that thing, we take that energy and we focus it on God. We focus, we come back around and go, oh yeah, 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 I'm I'm fasting for a reason. We focus our energy on God. We pray. It's a sacrifice. It's telling God, look, I'm serious about this. And it is a time-tested practice. Jesus fasted. His disciples fasted. The early church fasted. We are encouraged again and again throughout Scripture to fast. Yet many Christians these days have never done it and don't know anything about it. Now, it's super important that you get this. It's not just giving up something for the sake of giving something up. Let me say that again. It's not just giving up something just for the sake of giving something up. A lot of times people will do this at Lent. Well, I'm giving up whatever for Lent and don't even think twice about it. No, this is to focus us in prayer. That's the point. What should you fast from? Well, I'm gonna encourage you to ask God. Just say, Lord, what do you want me to fast from? And then listen for his voice and do what he tells you to do. And if he doesn't say anything, you have no impression as you pray then pick something. But ask, at least ask. Now you can fast from a lot of things. Now historically fasting has been, you know, Jesus fasted from food for 40 days and 40 nights. Now he would drink water, but he fasted from food. Uh, Unless you can set aside 40 days and 40 nights to do nothing else, I would encourage you probably not to do a 40-day food fast unless God tells you to. And if he does, you might want to meet with your doctor and and say, look, I'm looking at doing this and delay the fast for a few days until you can get things in order to do that. But, uh, but that's, that's one way. Uh, Some people will do what's called intermittent fasting. And so they'll fast from, from uh, 7 PM until noon the next day. And they'll just do all their eating between noon and seven o'clock. And this is this is a, a, a legitimate way to fast. Others will do a Daniel fast. If you read in the book of Daniel, Daniel uh, just ate fruit and vegetables when he was at the palace, and, um, and that's a, a legitimate fast. And a side benefit is you'll get healthy along the way. You know, many years ago in 2008, I did a, uh, I did a 30-day juice fast, and I didn't, do, I didn't eat anything. I just drank fresh-squeezed juice for 30 days. And it was powerful in my life. In fact, Christy and I had been trying to get pregnant for about a year and a half. And it was after that fast, almost immediately after that fast that we got pregnant with our daughter, Josie. It was powerful. You can fast from sugar and just say, I'm not going to eat any, you know, all the soda and candy and sugar, anything with sugar, I'm it's gone. I'm done. I'm fasting from that. Many of us would benefit from fasting from news. And talk radio, you're so caught up in that and it's almost an addiction for you. Turn it off for 40 days and focus on God and trust that God has the world in his hands and you don't need to know, you just need to pray. And there are many of us who would benefit from fasting from social media and the internet. Just turn it off, 40 days. The world will be there when you get back. And focus that attention and that time on prayer and on leaning into God, and you will see powerful things happen in your life. This practice, this habit, will change things in the spiritual realm. It always does. Well, when do I start the fast, you ask? I'd say, we're gonna start this tomorrow. If you are doing a more involved fast that you need to seek medical attention or medical advice on, then I would encourage you to put it off a couple days and start later in the week and just make that your 40 day deal. But start reading tomorrow and praying tomorrow and the prayer partner thing, start it tomorrow. If you're watching this video and it's not Sunday morning um, the the weekend that we we're all doing this as a church, you can start this whenever you watch it. You can pick up the books, draw the circle, and the draw the circle journal online, and um, you know start whenever you whenever you see this. But if you are watching it, and this is the weekend we're starting, you can pick up the books at the church, and Julie will have more information about that at the end, so you know know what to do. Guys, everybody. For the for the 714 project everybody is going to get a book and a journal everybody's going to get a t-shirt and the, the purpose of the t-shirt is to keep uh, to give us a reminder uh, and to give us a talking point people will ask you what's the 714 project and and I encourage you to remain humble about it. Don't say, well, I'm fasting for 40 days. In fact, Jesus says, don't do that. There are very specific instructions about fasting. We're not supposed to boast about our fasting, but we can say, you know what? Our world is upside down right now. There's so much going on in our entire church. There's a thousand of us praying at the same time for our world. And powerful things are happening. You get to tell those stories. You're going to get a wristband that will remind you as well. But more importantly, you're going to have a deeper relationship with God and you need that now more than ever. You're going to have a deeper friendship with your prayer partner or your prayer partners. When you pray with somebody every day out loud, that might be uncomfortable at first for you, but I encourage you lean in and do it anyway. It will become, it will become such a blessing for you if you will push through and just do it. You will have a deeper friendship with your prayer partner. But more importantly, you're going to be part of a movement. A thousand people a day praying together. Guys, we can move mountains. The answer to all the problems that I named at the beginning of this message is a thousand people praying together every day. A church united in prayer for our world, for our city, for our church, and for one another. This is is the most powerful thing we can do right now. With all that our world faces, this is the most powerful thing we can do. Prayer is the difference between what we can do and what God can do, and so let's pray. And guys, this isn't a gimmick. Like I said at the beginning, if if every time somebody came to me and said, we need to do a prayer initiative based on 2 Chronicles 7.14, we'd only be doing that all the time. And I say no most of the time because I'm listening for what God has to say for us and what direction God wants this church to go into. And I can tell you this with absolute confidence. This is God. The time is now. And I believe inherent in this is the power to transform our world, our church, and your life. And guys, if you will sign up and if you will do this, you're going to see miracles in the days ahead. Now, I'm gonna ask you to make five commitments. And they're this. Attend all five weekends of this series, in person if possible, at Heritage Port. But if it has to be online, then online. Attend all five sermons. Make that commitment. Second. Read the daily devotional and journal. And you can pick those up today or sometime this week uh, at the church building on Warden Run Road. And as I said, Julie will have more information on that in just a moment. And then I'm going to ask you to pray two times a day at 714. Set your alarm for 714 a.m. and 714 p.m. wherever you are. Get on your knees and pray. And one time a day, pray with a prayer partner. And lastly, fast from something for the next 40 days. You can do this. It might feel a little overwhelming because some of these practices and habits you've never done before, but I'm telling you they are a huge blessing in every one of them you can do. Whether you have been a Christian for 50 years or you're starting your journey with Jesus today, You can do this. In fact, you need to do this for yourself. You need to be connected to God in these days that we live in. And do it not just for yourself, do it for your church, do it for your community, do it for our world. You can change the world. And the most powerful way to do that right now is this. Start, though, with getting right with Jesus. He says if we humble ourselves, and we pray and we turn from our wicked ways, I want to encourage you to humble yourself. If you've been walking away from God or he's kind of on the sidelines, I want you to turn to him today. I encourage, challenge you to turn to him today and say, God, I need you on the throne of my life. I need you in the center of my life. I need to get right with you and put him in charge of your life. And if you have sin in your life, deal with it today. Get down on your knees where you are and ask for his forgiveness. Tell him what it is. He already knows anyway. And he's just waiting for you to turn around and come home and deal with that. And if you've never asked Jesus into your heart, do that now. Do that now. In the days that we live in, you need God on the inside. And that's why Jesus came. So that we could be forgiven. And his spirit could come and live inside of us and we could have a friendship with God. And if you've never done that, I want you to pray with me right now. Just close your eyes where you are and say something along these lines. Just say, God, I want to get right with you. And I just admit that I've got things in my life that are wrong. And tell them what those things are right where you are right now. And as best I can, I'm going to turn from those things right now. I believe you sent your son Jesus to die on a cross to pay for all those things that I've done. And I ask that you would apply his, his payment to my account, that you would give me a blank slate, a fresh start, a new life. And Jesus, will you come and live in my heart? And it's in your name that I pray. Amen. Amen. Hey, if you prayed that, congratulations. This is the best day of your life. And this next 40 days is going to rock your world. So make sure you get signed up. And uh, man, I can't wait to hear your story. Hey, I I, I wanna take just a second and speak to college students. If you're a college student watching this right now, guys, this fall is so up in the air with COVID. uh, And wherever you are, I want you to make sure that you're following along With the 714 project maybe grab some friends whether you're on campus or if you get sent home we don't know what's going to happen but guys your generation always leads the revolutions and we need a god revolution right now so will you commit to this and will you grab some friends and do this together and i believe it will change your campus as well now Here's what I'm going to ask you to do. And Julie will give you instructions on this, but we have an online connect card that you can fill out to sign up for the 714 project. And then you're going to be able to swing by the church and pick up books and pick some up for your prayer partner as well. If they're not tuned into this at this point, you can get them for them and then get them caught up by giving them the link to the message uh, and fill out the card for them as well. We're, we need to know who's participating. Hey, one last thing. If you were watching this at some other time than uh, it kind of on demand and you're not watching this on Sunday morning, you can still do this. And I know I said this once already, but I want to invite you to start this. If you're watching this in 2023, you can do this. You can do this. So do it. Guys, buckle up. God is about to do amazing things in our midst, and we get to be a part of it. Lord, would you, would you hear our prayers? Would you heal our land? And would you help us, God, would you help us to walk through these next 40 days faithfully and powerfully? Teach us how to pray. Pray prayers that make a difference in our lives and in our world. And it is in Jesus' name that I pray. Amen. Thanks again for joining us here at The Vineyard. It's our greatest desire to see you find and follow God, and we hope that this podcast has helped you do just that. For more video messages and content, make sure to visit our website, vineyardwheeling.com, or download our app. Again, thanks for joining us this week. We'll see you next time.